everybody, and welcome to Tailgate Talks, powered by The Nation. Today is September 12th, and today is episode 196. We are recapping an 0-2 start for the Red Raiders as they lose to Oregon on Saturday. And a quick preview of Charleston State. Won't spend too much time there. Uh, and Micah Hudson is officially a Red Raider, so lots to talk about today uh, with Texas Tech football. And to catch everything we're doing here throughout the season at Tailgate Talks, you got to give us a follow. Uh, follow us on Spotify. Follow us on Apple. Give us those five stars. Five stars for the Tailgate. Our Tailgates are always five stars here, despite the 0-2 start to the season. You can always give us those five stars. We always appreciate that. As Dustin likes to say, we've never lost a Tailgate. We didn't lose that on Saturday, that's for sure. Uh, so give us a follow there. Follow our social media accounts. We are on Twitter at tailgate underscore talks. That's where we do most of our posting, but we do some posting on Facebook and Instagram. So give us a follow there. Uh, when we're out and about at our tailgates, running into our buddies that we met last year, we'll do some posting. So follow the Instagram, follow the Facebook, uh, and, and also make sure you are following that Twitter. Follow the YouTube channel as well. We're posting videos now that football season is in full swing. We'll post some of our recap of Oregon to it. Uh, our predictions as well. So give the YouTube channel a follow. Uh, subscribe to the channel and it'll get notified every time we post the video. Let us know your thoughts and everything that in the comment section. We always like to engage with everybody uh, that we can. And lastly, if you have anything to add to the tailgate, any comments, questions, anything you want us to discuss on the show, you can always email us at tailgatetalkspod at gmail.com. So with all of that said, let's go ahead and get into this week's episode. We're going to start this thing off right. Well, just a few weeks ago when we were getting ready for the season, 0-2 did not, we did not have that in our cards. Uh, we did not, not have that in our future, and yet here we are after the two opening weeks of Texas Tech season. We're sitting at 0-2 after a loss to Wyoming and a loss to Oregon on Saturday as the Red Raiders fall 38-30, to stumbling to an 0-2 start uh, on a season that had a lot of high expectations uh, and falling quite, quite short of that so far this season. Uh, Texas Tech was in a, it was a battle. Uh, it was a close game throughout, came down to the very last possession. Um, but ultimately, Oregon did enough to get the road win. In what was a really fun game crowd-wise, uh, Oregon fans showed out too. So it was a packed house at the Jones. Um, but the fan support, uh, not enough to get the job done. Dustin, your just first your overall thoughts on the loss to Oregon on Saturday. Yeah, Saturday was a fun day, opening the season up. And, you know, everybody great with the stripe out, the yeah. lights and uh, all that great atmosphere on Saturday night. And then, you know, frustrating to lose kind of the way we did. Being down one, going into the last couple minutes, and then really just throw, giving them the win at the end. And then some off and on, you know, excitement and disappointment all throughout the game. As, you know, we kind of got used to that a little bit last year, but I think with the stakes that were on the line and 
how much we were in it from the get-go. Like we were pretty disappointed um, with how we ended up losing that in the last couple minutes. Um, and so now it's just, again, readjust. Luckily, you got a cupcake on the way and then Big 12 around the corner. So, yeah, I think better than getting blown out, but at least yeah. you put up an effort and could have, but could have won it is what hurts. Yeah, it's hard because I feel a little bit, I feel like I fall on both sides of this. It's like, all right, I I wanted us to compete in this game, and we did. And uh, ultimately, yeah. like, you were close. And Oregon's a good football team. That's a good offense. Um, not a great defense, but ultimately, like, they're a top 15 team for a reason. They got yeah. a veteran quarterback in Bo Nix. They got a great running back. They got a stud receiver. Uh, and really, you were able to keep them in check and their offense yes. in check. And the frustrating part is like you should have won this game, and that's the part that's the part that I fall more on is just like man that you had the opportunities to you had the nine point right. lead in the third quarter, and you found ways to blow the lead. And like last year at home, you found ways to make the right plays in those types of games to come away with the victories. Uh, this year, you've been in some close games, and down the stretch, your defense can't get stops, your offense turns the ball over, or can't you know, do what it needs to do to secure the victory. And so you find yourself 0-2 because of a couple odd decisions, uh, some turnovers, some mental mistakes, and some of those things that you kind of were sure that you were going to be kind of in the past on. It was like you thought you were going to have 65 yards worth of penalties that, you know, 50 belonging to one guy. Um, mm -hmm. you, you know, a lot of, a lot of things, uh, went wrong for you there. And there are a lot of things that you controlled and that you failed to do. So, uh, a couple of those key moments, this was one that I think we disagreed on during the game. I don't know if like now with some sleep on it, if you've changed your mind on that, but going for it on fourth down with the lead in enemy territory, like in your own ter territory, um, didn't get it, giving Oregon the ball automatically in field goal range there in the fourth quarter. Uh, an unbelievably stupid call, in my opinion. Um, you were kind of saying go for it at the time. Have you yeah. retracted that, or you still believe it? No, I still – I don't hate the call of going for it. I didn't like the play call of doing the quarterback power that we've done 15 other times in this game that they knew yeah. was coming – that's what kind of hurt. Um, I did hear some other things going into that probably factored in was the defense just stayed on the field for a long, long time. The longest drive Oregon had. Yeah. So that probably factored into also going for it. So you could try to get a first down and give your defense some more rest. Um, so I don't hate going for it, especially like, I mean, with what it could advantage wise, it could give you, but you obviously call a, very basic, not good play for you that they knew was coming, and they sold out for that that play. Yeah. You and ran that play fifteen times at that point. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I didn't like about it. I liked going for it. I didn't like once we snapped the ball and what we did from there. I'd rather, which I mean, after you know seeing how the quarterback played, and I don't I don't know if we should have ran a different play and let him sit back either. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's where I fall on this is like I I don't think it was a good call I I thought the play call was extra made it worse uh I I thought at that point like yeah your defense had just been on the field for the longest drive but 
Like they, they made Oregon have to work all like execute. And it was one of the things that you were saying is like, they're having to execute on every single play to just get down the field. And on top of that, it's like your punter had previously pinned them at the five. Um, and I just thought the risks way outweighed those small reward, which is like, cool. If you get the first down, some time comes off the clock, but are you like still going to drive down and score? Is Tyler shot going to make a mistake the next play? Like, I, you know, cool. You get the first down some time, maybe gets ticked off the clock more, but like, do you go down and, and score or do you just get a field goal and give them another opportunity to get the ball back? So that's kind of where I fell on it. And then ultimately yeah. like the play call just makes it even that much worse. Cause then you just, it was like fourth and four. If it was maybe fourth and one, I would still question the call, but it, you had a lot of yards to get and you just, yeah, it was like a long up. two or three or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was a that, lot of that, yards. That run play is a little tough there, which, I mean, that's basically going to your next point. That's basically a turnover right there. It's basically a turnover, and it gave them, like, they end up getting a field goal, which, of course, like, comes down to a pick that we thought we had, which was, you know, bad call, maybe. Yeah, um, I don't know. You know, that's one that you could debate either side, I think. Um, but they get the field goal, take the lead. Um, and so that that ends up being a pivotal part of that game. Uh, you know, that that's what was frustrating to me is just, is just at that point, I think you, your defense have been playing good enough and your punter, you know what he can do, like make them go all the way down the field. Um, see if they can do it. Uh, your defense had been yeah. playing pretty good at that point. And so I thought that was a pretty questionable call. And I think it was something that we were joking about a lot during the game it was like, we're running Tyler Shuck. Like he's freaking Cam Newton. And that's like the frustrating part of some of those plays yeah. calls is he's not freaking Cam Newton. No, not um, at all. Cam Newton, like Tim Tebow, like another guy made a reference to Tim Tebow. I was like, golly. So uh, got tired of those. And then the other key plays ended up being uh, three turnovers for Tyler Shuck. I'm not going to count that last one. That was just a Hail Mary pickoff. Like, you know, that that ends the game that happens on those plays. The other three came at brutal moments. Every single time he turned the ball over, they were all brutal turnovers. Uh, The first one where you had a great punt return. Your, your yes. punter pinned him. You got the stop. You got a great punt return. And then he throw, uh, I don't even know what he was doing. Fumbled he, that one. Fumbled he fumbles that, that one. one. But he tried, cause he tries to throw it with the man in his face, just like a complete. Something. Yeah. Like I was chaos play. That time, but I texted you and I was like, I bet we get a, only a field goal out of this. <laughs> and it's even worse. Not even that. Not but, even that. No, that's exactly what I wrote down. I said, badly timed turnovers. In all three of these instances, and then a fourth one to go with the fourth down you missed. But did you ever get to see the play uh, on this fumble? Did you ever see? Uh, I know I some not. people tweeted. I didn't tweeted go back and rewatch anything, so I didn't see it. It was just a play that maybe a high school quarterback makes, like a play that you don't yeah, expect from a guy with as much experience as Shuck has. Like he had no, just take a sack there, like. There was no way he was getting that ball off. The dude was already in his face, and you know, it was just a silly turnover uh, took yes. away a potential go-ahead score for you at that point. Uh, the next turnover was right after you got a stop. You had the lead. The uh, you got the blocked punt. The crowd was yes. rocking. Offense comes out there, and did you see a replay of this one, or, or what did you? I was think there for that play? one. He just threw it right to the guy. Yeah, I, I, I want to see a replay to see did did. Bradley it's make like, a it's like our, he wanted him to curl in and he curled yeah. out and the corner's just sitting there for the curl and whoop right right to him 
Yeah, I would like to know if that was an option route for Bradley or if that was a miscommunication on the route because Bradley was cutting outside and it was yeah. already going to be a pretty tough throw, but it looked like it was, he was already space tight, there. yeah. Um, but that was a bad one. And then, of course, the final pick, not the ender of the game, but what basically sealed the deal with uh, yep. uh, a minute to go in the game. And he misses Miles Price, who is wide open, holds the ball too long, and then throws it right into the Oregon defender for the pick six. That yeah, that one, one's tough because of the Miles Price visual when their pocket's good. Price is standing alone 10 yards deep and on the first down marker. I mean, really, we were debating at the time, like, what yard line do we need for a field goal here? That yeah. would have got you like 15, 20 yards right there with Price turning up the field. And then it ultimately turns into seven the other way in the easiest pick ever. Like, we never get those picks, but no. we like to give them away a lot. Yeah, literally – like a handoff to the guy basically for, for a touchdown. So while we're on, while we're on Chuck right here, he's 24 for 38 for 282 passing yards, three touchdowns, three interceptions, one fumble. Uh, he also had 101 rushing yards on 23 carries your thoughts just on his performance overall uh, from this game. I think it was pretty subpar for what I agree. Yeah. We expect from tech quarterbacks and from him and from Kitley. I think that's pretty subpar right there. And those 101 rushing yards, I mean, he got 58 of them on that one long run. That was a great drawn up play because we had a the corner or safety had to like bite on a slant route. So that's what opened up that whole right side. So that's awesome. But besides that, it, it was very mediocre or less because through some bad picks and just we yeah we only capitalized and got aggressive that one time when we went flea flicker he still underthrew that ball still underthrew by we 10 yards made, come back <laughs> made a great catch i think xavier white made a great catch there i think that's who it was i thought and it then was we luckily like ran a good play the next time for a yeah. deep shot for bradley for a touchdown it's like holy crap we Got aggressive and executed like two good plays there, and then like didn't really do anything else from there. So like the mediocreness and the not so aggressiveness down the field is what's baffling. And I mean, the one thing I wrote down on him was uh, terrible pocket presence and yeah, question. Awful. I don't know if he's questioning his reads. He's holding on to the ball too long, and that's what's causing other problems. Yeah, it's it's brutal. Like that's that's what's tough. Uh, I did find that nineteen of those rushes were planned, is what I heard. I don't know. I didn't watch and check it, but that's goddamn way too many. <laughs> so much. Uh, I will talk about the running later, but yeah, that's kind of my thoughts. Terrible presence, very subpar, mediocre ish oh, yeah. type play. And, and it's it's so weird because when he's when he's doing good and you're moving the ball, it looks great. But when he's bad, he's like, he's so bad. Real bad. Like those, those turnovers were awful. Like, like momentum killers, getting the ball right to Oregon at inopportune times and putting literally six, seven points on the board for yeah. you at the end of the Hold game. On, let me go like, back to that. Cause I don't want to gloss over that. We had two of some of the best special teams plays we've had in years. That, yeah. Like in we were so happy. <laughs> So you hit on it earlier on the first interception or fumble. We had a 
great punt, a three and out, and got a punt return out of this deal. We started in their own territory. Yeah. And do nothing, zero with it. Fumble it right back to them. And then, you know, the next time around, we get a tipped punt. Started like the 50, very close. And that's when you throw the bad uh, interception on the curl route. And it's like, we hardly ever get, we haven't been great special teams in a long, long time. And we don't hardly ever get those plays anymore. And we had two of them, like, almost back-to-back. And you waste and I, them. I was very ecstatic about that for those guys and that team and, you know, Kenny Perry's bunch dialing that up and making it happen. Like, that's, like, X-Factor type plays that win you these kind of games, like, that you normally don't get yardage plus, minus, yeah. whatever. And you were getting those, and then you literally did nothing with it, gave them the ball right back. Two turnovers. Yeah. Two terrible turnovers. Great job, special teams. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, shout out to the special teams. I thought, like... Yeah, I was calling for a block, and we got the block. We were so excited. The stadium was pumped up. Like, I think that was when they did the first little light thing, and we're like, all right, this is cool. And then Chuck Pick. Yeah, I I just – it's such a subpar performance from this guy, you know, that that the turnovers are brutal and and is one of the things that we talked about heading into the season. You've got to clean the turnovers up. Four turnovers, and yet you only lose this game by eight. Like, that's – that's crazy. Like if you have four turnovers in a game like this, you think you're getting blown out, but yet somehow you're still in this game despite all of that. And, and it really just goes back to like, he's got to have better awareness. Yeah. He's got to realize like sometimes you can take a sack. Like being it's okay. minus four in the turnover margin is yeah. God awful. Yeah. yeah, I agree. <laughs> and like you said, his pocket presence is, it almost seems non-existent sometimes. Like, like I, we have this guy who sits behind us a couple of rows and I swear to God, he's like, throw the ball every single play because it's <laughs> like, it seems like Shuck's just sitting back there for so long. And I don't know yeah. if he just has the inability to read an offense or if he's sitting on his first option or second option too long and can't see the other guys. But there's so many times where it's like, Oh, miles price is wide open over the middle up. Oh, Xavier white's open over here up. Oh, this guy's open over here, but he's focused on, uh, you know, whatever yeah. receiver it was. And and then he gets sacked because the the coverage breaks down and it's too long. Or then he you know throws a pick because he I, it's just it's got to get better. It's got to get better. Yep. It's, it, you can't be having those types of plays from a guy who has uh, been here as long as he has. He's a third year on campus. Like you can't be making those mistakes. Um, where are you at on how do you all right? Baron Morton lot. His name's getting tossed around a lot on Twitter. It doesn't seem like we're going to Baron Morton anytime soon, but what do you see have to play out for Baron to get a chance? Or do you see Tyler maybe right in the ship here um, with Tarleton, West Virginia, Houston coming up, which are all very winnable games? Yeah, the Tarleton game and West Virginia back-to-back, like, really helps Shuck. Like, hey, I know you've not been great, but here's your opportunity to – like you said, right the ship, like two really good, easy, winnable games. I mean, if either of those doesn't go good, like, and like you don't need just above par or at par. Like, you need good play, yeah. one turnover or less in each of those. Clean like, football, yeah. And I, I you got to see something like, like, I just don't see something out of what he's throwing the, throwing the ball at. 
Yeah. Like we're not aggressive down the middle of the field. We're not aggressive down the field. Like when we are aggressive on that trick play, he underthrows a touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> like well, that. Like I think it was yeah. I think it was Dre McCray and he was wide open. He had Maybe nobody in front of him I and he underthrows it. Yes, Ugh. it was a great catch. But yeah, it's he needs to really show out and show he can control this offense and handle it. Like that's the thing. It doesn't seem like he can handle it. Yeah. I agree. I agree. So what are some what are some other things that you've kind of seen from these first two games that you think need to change? Because obviously we're 0 and two. Uh, you're you're not at a, where you expected you were going to be. Uh, there's a flu, few glaring things to me. What what stood out to you so far? Besides, yeah, let's get off the shuck thing and, and get sure. on some of the other. I stuff. think just going right into your next stat that you have on our list is, you know, Brooks went six for sixty six, and we only had eight running back carries on the game. That and yeah. Chuck had over twenty. Some of them are scrambles; those don't count. But I had right. I had him at nineteen. Like that's God, that's way too many. And I get some of them. Like he's a decent runner, big. But like if we're like over ten with him, like what are we doing? And then like we're not even trying Brooks, but he averages. He got to bust off a good like thirty yarder in there, yeah. and then like were we scared to try to test their D line that much? Like I get they're big and athletic, like a good D line, but like. There's gonna be better D lines this year. Are we just gonna not run the ball on them either? Like, I feel like we have to try to run the ball with Taj Brooks. That's just such a glaring issue for me. On that, yeah, yeah. I, I like using him in the passing game a little more that like we did, but to get him touches. But I we need to run him and run the ball better. There's no excuse for him only having six carries. I, I, oh, I don't no. really care if he says the game didn't dictate that. It was like, well, you ran it 23 times with Shuck. Yeah, you still had like 30 runs. Like, why didn't yeah. you only give six of them to Brooks? Maybe give the ball to your running back every now and then who's like busted his ass for this team and been really good. And, hey, yeah. when you get some space, he can be pretty damn good for you. And he's tough. And he's supposed to be your running back, not Tyler Shuck. And like I get it, like we both said, like Chuck is is good in the run game, but you can't get over, you can't overdo it with him, like like to where the other teams like, all right, we're just going to quarterback run this, okay, like you got to give Brooks the ball. I know um, Cameron Valdez, I was hurt. I don't think he played versus Oregon, um, so yeah. you you might have not had any other guys that you really trusted to run the ball besides Taj, but. Six carries in that game is just ridiculous. Like, yeah, like the way he was running and he was getting good chunks of yards almost every time he touched the ball. Um, There's just no excuse for me on that. I think the other big thing for me defensively is we have no pass rush. We cannot get. Yep, to, that's to the on ball. my list as well. Go in on it. We can't get to the ball, and this is one of the, the one of the things that I want to gripe about from from the off season is like you couldn't or your coaches could not shut up about Steve Linton and Miles Cole. No we, kidding, they literally said we don't need Tyree Wilson, and guess who you fucking need, Tyree, Tyree Wilson. Wilson. You could use him. You might you you'd be maybe two and zero if you had Tyree Wilson, and that's what pisses me off. And that's where like I'm at on this coaching staff right now. It's like I still trust in Joey. I'm still I still yeah, believe yeah, like yeah. he's going in the right direction. But you can't be as loud as you were about these two guys all offseason, and then they have nothing to show. Like, I, I couldn't remember a single Steve Linton play for you that whole – the whole season so far. Same with Miles Cole. Like, I think there was a tackle that he made, and it was like Miles Cole with a tackle. And it was like, holy shit. Like, hey, Miles Cole is playing. I, I, I 
did we just severely overrate these guys or or do we just have a tough time judging i i I don't really know what the answer is on this what do you think well they're going against our offensive line who also might not be as good as we thought (laughs) either so maybe practice doesn't look as good as we think um (laughs) but that's what i first wrote down for this defense again no quarterback pressure and i know deruder said in his press conference again today like they're not being there's not pressure and it's not disciplined pressure either. Yeah, because that's the when other thing. When there yeah. is pressure, it's everybody's running where they want to and they're up the field. And now Bo Nix or even yep. that scrub at Wyoming has all kinds of room in front of them to run or make a play. Saying that, and I agree with you on the Steve Lynn Miles Cole hype, like that train is derailed. But saying that, like I think a lot of our other defensive defense is good. Yeah. I think the run defense is good. I mean, we held what's his name to under 100 yards by a lot. Yeah. I mean, 38 yards rushing. With 38 rushing and 50 receiving under 100 yard game for him. That's a win. Under 50, yeah. Under 50 yards rushing. That's, that's incredible because this dude had 119 on four carries last week. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> and your secondary, I think, still plays good. But when the quarterback has all day, that's when plays break yeah. down and they just can't cover for over five seconds. And it's like, yeah. that's not on them. They gave and up one, the game. Bomb, one bomb today, that game. But like, besides that, like I mentioned, yeah. like to you during the game, like I like this 14 or whatever play drive. Like we're making them check down, check down, check down because yeah. everything yeah. is covered. And all that's open is this tight end in the flats and over the middle or the running back. And so like, I think the run is good. The secondary is good. It's just, what are we doing up front when they drop back to pass? You know, yeah. you know, even even freshman Ben Roberts played well for yeah, us. I thought he, yeah, and that's that's huge. If you can play good first game and with those kind of that kind of stakes and emotions of that game and hype and all that, so we got to get those guys up the field. And I don't know if we need to blitz and do better there or what, but we got to start trying to need to try the younger guys. Maybe give the younger guys a chance. Cause we got to start creating a pass rush yeah. with, with integrity um, at some point or else we're going to get diced up, man. Yeah. And that was the case, you know? Yeah. You'd, you'd get good press pass rush, but like you said, undisciplined Bonix 20 yards down the field because he can just run. And you, you can't do that. There's going to be some running quarterbacks that you're facing down the road that you've got to be able to stay at home on those and not – and not Yeah, Jalen Daniels is going to rip us yeah. apart if we try this. You know, you not give them 20 yards of green grass right in front of them. Like, that, that's got to be better. And so that's one of the disappointing parts for me so far is, like, the the what we were sold on those two guys. And it just hasn't even been close. It hasn't even been close. I would, I would love to have Tyree right now. Like he would have made a world of a difference. And so that yeah. was just something that they've been completely off on. Um, any other kind of things right now? Often, oh, yeah. Offensive? I'm checking off my list, but we're only like halfway there. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, offensive line. Um, is that I like to call this. Next? I like to call this section T's and P's. Instead of thoughts and prayers, though, it's turnovers and penalties. Yeah. So turnovers we talked about were very bad, self-inflicting, and the dumb penalties are terrible. 
It's been it's been bad. Monroe Mills racked up fifty yards on his own. You know, he had a seventy one had a rough day Saturday. Is that the is that the fifty burger set that they're talking about? <laughs> That's not the one we were looking for. And, you know, we still had a couple extra defensive dumb plays like after the play crap, like gives them free yards and continues drives and gives them momentum. Like the dumb penalties are just Man, both these games have been killer on that end. Yeah. Yeah, looking at the penalties for us, we had six for 65. They had 14 for 124. <laughs> like, Damn. They were completely undisciplined. They had some really bad penalties, I thought. Like, for us, the backbreakers were – it was always Monroe Mills. And it right. was like either a drive was kind of getting going and then he'd have a penalty that pushes you all the way back. Or, uh, you know, luckily – we recovered off that first touchdown because I think he was called for holding when we had our first touchdown, what we thought, and then it got called back and then you're mm-hmm. able to end up scoring with the connection to miles price. But Monroe was bad. Um, and you know, overall I thought the line was pretty subpar in that Oregon game too, because I thought, I thought they, I, I it just hasn't lived up to the, the same kind of hype that it was getting that these no. transfers are going to come in and sure up to some of those spots. And, um, you know they gave up sacks to an Oregon team that wasn't wasn't able to register a single sack against Portland State. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, let's see how many sacks that they had on us. They had four sacks, four total sacks against us. While you were able to get one, so um, yeah, some of those things have been really frustrating, uh, and, and some yeah. of those things that you need to sure up. Uh, let's get to a little bit of the positive stuff unless you sure. still have some more nope, on your list I'm, there that's that's my list that's my list <laughs> I, last last bit on my list i feel we we talked about this a little bit at the game i feel bad for dre mcgray <laughs> yeah. i feel bad for dre mcgray who's come in on the thousand yard season in his not you know in his belt and then he comes here and like man he gets like one pass a game and it's like come on like we can't well, figure out how to use this guy that's why at the end of the game Eight yards deep, he's like, I'm taking this kickoff out. I'm not going to get the ball ever. <laughs> I, was, I was like, God, what? if you can't figure out how to get this guy the ball, like, what are we doing, man? Like, gosh. And same with, like, Jaran Bradley is just, like, feels like it takes us forever to figure out how to look his way and start throwing him the ball. Um, some of that stuff is frustrating. But back to the good stuff. The, the crowd on Saturday was great. The tailgating yeah. was fun. And the new lights are pretty incredible. What are your what are your thoughts oh God, on like yeah. what the atmosphere and everything was? Yeah, the new lights were sick, especially like third, fourth quarter when it finally got dark enough, and we were in the game up. And yeah, lots of good stuff going on. Swag, Swag surf between awesome. the third and fourth quarter was dope. So, I mean, the lights big plus, especially when you have all kinds of recruits in town for football and basketball and women's basketball and lots of people there to see that atmosphere and crowd. And so everybody on our end did great. The stripe out was very successful, which I was impressed with. Yeah. Good <laughs> Not job. Not all the Raiders. time do we coordinate that very well. And <laughs> for the first ever stripe out game that I know of and remember, we did a great job there. Yeah, we did. And shout out to Oregon fans who like also kind of color coordinated by wearing white in the white. Yeah, they were white in the section that we needed them to. Great. (laughs) Yeah, so it looked good. I saw the photos. I was like, I was proud of us. Good job, Red Raider Nation. Uh, Of course, you saw our people wearing black and, 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 you know, not tech colors. Denim, a lot of denim. (laughs) Denim. 
I almost said a bad word about those ladies. Those ladies of Texas Tech do not need to be wearing denim on games that say wear white or wear black or wear red and white. Like, it's color-coordinated game. You were supposed to wear red. Why did I see so many girls wearing denim, denim dresses and whatnot? You look dumb. I don't Maybe care. They didn't go to the game. I don't care. Didn't... Color coordinate. <laughs> Maybe they didn't go to the game. Maybe they were just there for the tailgates. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I love the lights. The lights were really, it, it, it was a really cool addition. Um, yeah, definitely when they like, when they do the all red lights for it, it's, mm-hmm. it is so cool. Uh, and you could tell the, it, it got the crowd, it got the people going. Um, so great addition. Hopefully we get to use those lights a lot more this season. Yeah. Um, you know, of course that game started at six. So by the time it was dark, it was, it was kind of mid third quarter, um, but there'll be other games. And so hopefully, uh, hopefully, you know, at the TCU game this year, that's on a, you know, night game, we get to use those yeah. a lot. Cause it was, it was quite the cool experience. Um, uh, so that gets us to back down, <laughs> down, 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 down. Oh, and two start. Not looking like the team that we thought we were going to see, but there's still a lot of potential here. How are you feeling after the 0-2 start, and how are you feeling about the rest of the season and how you kind of see this playing out? I mean, 0-2 starts disappointing, but can't do anything about that. The And you know what the coaches keep saying is the Big 12's still all ahead of us. We can yeah. still go in a Big 12 championship. I just – I'm, like, still hopeful, but then, like, some of the things I see that are glaring, and it's like, pass rush and the dumb penalties and what Shuck. version of Shuck are we getting at what moments in the game, the non-existent run game. Like there's just some glaring things that I'm like, okay, I don't know. We're going to fix most of those or all of those or however yeah. many of those we need to, to be a winning type team. Cause those aren't winning plays like all around. So I'm like very, pessimistic on one half and then optimistic here i'm very back and forth and in the middle i feel the same as you do here because it's like i I look at the big 12 schedule and i'm like there's still a way that you could realistically see yourself being you know seven two eight and one i I don't see us going nine and no i don't see us being texas i think i think they're yeah not after their last saturday um but i mean you look at our schedule west virginia beatable Houston, beatable. Baylor, beatable. Kansas State, you know, we got them here. So, I, you know, I'm still going to say that's a winnable game. BYU, they've looked super beatable. You have so a lot far. of 50 50 games like you've yeah. been there. There's a lot of teams that really haven't played super great to start the season. TCU, that, look, that looks like a winnable game now. You know, like some of these games, they have question marks. You're like, I feel a little bit better about that one. Um, and so there's still, yeah, the Big 12 season's still ahead of you. Like at the end of the year, you know, if you're looking up and you've competed well in the Big 12, like these two games, non-conference, you know, Oregon was always going to be a toss-up. Wyoming one will still sting. But if you can compete in the Big 12, like you can erase some of the bad memories at the start of the season for sure. But, like, you've got to respond here quickly. Mm. Like, I, I need to see – I know it's just Tarleton State, but I need to see you go out and play a complete game and not this bullshit yeah. 60 minutes of us thing that yeah. only is, like – Right? Half, half the game or whatever like i need to see a full 60 minutes of us and 
and what the brand represents and um in order to kind of get my confidence back on track because it's like i i want to still believe that it can be can be done but it's like are you are, are you still gonna kill yourselves with turnovers and beat yourself up with bad penalties and and, and all this stuff and and the rest of the season it's uh, we'll see you know and that that's the that's the only thing any other little tidbits you want to throw out no i'm ready to move on and get to tarleton i guess or finish recapping this little bit of this game yeah so last little bits from this game that we haven't got to again we went off over tyler shuck's stat line Taj brooks six for 66 on the ground we obviously know that we need to use him more uh Jaran bradley was five for 83 and one td another guy that i think you need to use more but hey you did have some tight end usage this game, Dustin. Four for 37 and a touchdown for Mason Tharp. I thought like he was used well. I wish like we used him a little bit more. Is he still <laughs> such a gigantic mismatch that it's still shocking that it's only four for 37 for him? But yeah. but I thought on some of the plays that you drew up for him, it looked good. The touchdown was nice. He made a great catch in traffic and just carried that 6'9", 270 yeah. into the end zone. Like we wanted. Um. Yeah, like all Texas Tech is calling for. Uh, some Oregon stats for you. Bo Nix was 32 of 44 for 359 yards and two touchdowns. Bucky Irving, their running back, he held him to 38 rushing yards, 50 receiving. He did have one rushing touchdown, but uh, considering the weapon that he is, that's, that's yeah. pretty damn good uh, for your defense to hold him. Uh, Troy Franklin, their number one receiver, had six for 103 and one TD. And that one TD was a bomb. It was like a 70-yarder, so that accounted for most of his yards. So, like, their two best players you really kept in check besides, like, that one busted coverage. Um, you did a pretty good job. I, I I still think the defense did a great job despite, you know, the loss. And um, and obviously they did everything you could to keep to keep us in that game despite the four turnovers. Our predictions for this game, uh, we ended up close. Dustin, 48-41. to 41. He had the seven-point victory. We lost by eight. So, you know, for both of us, I had 48-38. Um, so we're a little hot on the high end, but we both predicted the Oregon victory. Um, and we both had Oregon covering the shot bet, uh, which was – or the, the spread, which was six and a half for Oregon, which they – Covered on that on that pick pitch, 60 in the game. So, uh, you know, I'm sure a lot of betters out there were appreciative of Tyler Shuck on Saturday. Uh, we would have preferred to lose the shot bet with the victory, but it is what it is. Offensive prediction, I had uh, I had no turnovers for us, and we had <laughs> Tyler Shuck made sure we didn't get that. <laughs> Four of his own. Dustin had over 100 yards for Taj Brooks. He almost total, like, uh, rushing yards. He almost had over 100 total with his rushing and receiving, but he only had 66 rushing yards. He would have broke it. Maybe we gave him four more carries. The way he was running the ball, a few more carries probably would have been over, but also is what it is. Defensively, I had three sacks for us. Defense had one. Dustin had two turnovers. Uh, Defense had none. One questionable one, but ultimately was ruled incomplete. Uh, injuries right now. Jacob Rodriguez remains out. Isaac Smith had surgery, so he remains out. CJ Bakersville missed the Oregon game. Uh, he is supposed to be back for Tarleton. Um, and I think Cameron Valdez is also a guy you can expect to maybe see a little bit versus Tarleton. 
from what I've heard, these coaches are looking at, hey, Tarleton, we've got to play a complete game. So they're I don't think they're going to take any reps off any guys really right now. Like you got to figure some stuff out. So um, any other injuries that you've heard about? I think that's kind of like the main ones. Um, Tyreek Matthews, I think, is a little banged up. He might be a little questionable. Um, I think so that's that, all I got. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, so that probably means more Ben Roberts for you, which like we pointed out, we thought he played He's pretty good. good for a freshman against a pretty good offense. Let's go on to Tarleton State. Tarleton State comes to town this Saturday. The Red Raiders looking for their first win of the season, and hopefully you get it. If uh, you do not beat Tarleton State, then things are really, really wrong in this program. I do not see that happening, but Dustin, uh, you and me both will not be here, here for the Tarleton State game as we have other things going on on Saturday, but uh, what do you think about uh, this upcoming cupcake game against Tarleton State? Yeah, it should be a cupcake game. You hope it's a cupcake game. <clears throat> like you said, we need to play a complete game. I think it's a all hands on deck out the gate and then hopefully take care of business by the third quarter and then you can play some subs from there. So, but Tarleton State hasn't messed around. They put up 50 points, you know, recently and so they're looking to come in here and Throwing upset, they don't have anything to lose. Yeah. That's what you don't want is a team that's just like <laughs> has nothing to lose, comes in, you're second guessing a lot of things. You come out and you play a little sloppy. Yeah. Remember Kitley at Houston Baptist? They came in here and Kitley just called go routes because he's yeah. like, screw it. We're going to throw the ball down the field and hope for some yards and touchdowns or PIs. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you got nothing to lose other than wreck, completely wrecking our season. Um, yeah, I mean, just for me, I, you know, I don't even know if I'll be able to watch this game. Um, you know, we got a wedding to be at, so uh, I'll just kind of keep up with it. But, you know, not going to let it ruin my night. Um, but, yeah, hopefully you just come out and you have a clean game. I, you know, I, I would hope for no turnovers. Uh, keep the penalties low. Create yeah. some turnovers of your own. Well, would love for Tyler Shuck to get his off, you know, like his confidence back in the offense. Like, let it rip, let him throw the ball. Love to love to see Baron get some playing time in this one because you're up so much. But you just need, like you said, we just need to have a complete game from this team. I I, I need to see it for all four quarters. I need you to go in, get this done, get this W, get a win on the board, and then let's move on to conference season. Um, because, like we said, there's still plenty of season ahead of you. Big 12 championship, all those aspirations are still in front of you if you can do it. Um, but yeah, you just got to execute. Got to go out there and execute. Tyler's got to execute. He's got to get a feel for the game, feel for the pocket, offensive line. Let's get a little pass rush. Let's get some turnovers. Yeah. All those things we talk about that we haven't done yet. Let's go. Let's go do those for a game. Get the confidence back up. Get a win on the board. Move on to conference play. Not really much other to say than that. Yeah. It's Tarleton State. <laughs> it was a game that we very, you know. Everybody knows you kind of come in, expect to win. Um, this was the one that we were hoping to uh, get you that third win on the season, but yet here you are trying to get your first. Let's go ahead and move over to our predictions. Dustin, your Tarleton State, Texas Tech score prediction. I'm going to stay on the high side probably. I'm going to go with a 48-24 to 24 game. I had a few 20 numbers written down, so I love it, sure. (laughs) 
I'm going to go with 52-14. Ooh, 50 burger. That's in a fort. Golly. You think we're getting it all together. Defense, I think our defense is good, and I think like they're going to play pretty good this game. Um, you know, that Oregon score, they really held them to three touchdowns. There's a defensive touchdown. There are several field goals in there. Like you held an offense that put up 80 in week one. You really, I thought, did a pretty yeah. good job. Um, I think your, you know, Tarleton State is no Oregon, obviously. Uh, right. So I think your defense is going to come out, play well. And now, uh, now you only hope that your offense is able to finally get a 50 burger on the board. Um, and I'm going to call it for this week. Uh, offensive prediction, Dustin, what do you have? Going pretty basic with both of these predictions, probably just because, I mean, my Brooks one wasn't so bad, but I've been burned by him so far. I think we get Baron Morton in the game at some point, somehow. That's all I'm going with. Not going any numbers predictions. I'm just going with a little bit of Baron time, Uh, whether that's we're up and he gets all the fourth quarter action or – Chuck just ain't cutting it, and Baron gets all second half action. Something. Baron's in. Baron's in. All right. Playing time for Baron. I do like that. Uh, I'm also going to keep mine kind of simple, but I'm going to I'm gonna clean performance from your offensive line in not the penalty category, but I'm going to say they keep our quarterback upright for the entire game. No sacks. Ooh, that's a big one. It's Tarleton Might State. Be basic, Tarleton that's State. big. No sacks. Tarleton State is sacking you. I think that's a problem. <laughs> yeah, sometimes, though, you just, like, run into one of them or you try to escape one and they still trip you up. But, damn, that's all right. I like it if we get it. Yeah. I'm trying to get creative, too. Like, I don't want to just keep doing, like, the same, this wide receiver over. <laughs> so, it's like I'm trying to think of some other stuff. Well, defensive. I'm going to get really basic on the defensive side, though, and I'm going to give us a take three game and get our first one of the year. That's what mine was going to be. Great opportunity. Well, let's double down on the take three. Double down. Double down on the take three. That's a great opportunity, especially going from, like you kind of just mentioned, this is not the Oregon offense. Like, you should be able to be closer to the receivers, closer to the quarterback, cause some fumbles. Like, (laughs) they don't have the athletes in the size you just played. So maybe you can bring it to them and take the ball away from them. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. That's why I'm just like, I would love a take three game right before conference play. Get that defense going. Uh, I think like with my score prediction and stuff, that would that would help keep their score at 14 with three True. plus turnovers. Um, so, yeah, take three. Uh, let's get that first one of the season uh, and move on to conference play. Any other Tarleton State discussions you want to have? No, definitely not. <laughs> Well, hopefully the Red Raiders are able to make this an easy one for us on Saturday, get us that first win of the season. But, well, technically, we'll call it our second win of the season because some big news happened on Monday night, which is why I'm glad that we ended up recording tonight. Because it is finally official. The long-awaited commitment of the Micah Hudson is over. He is officially committed to play. For the Texas Tech Red Raiders, he is yes. the highest recruit that you've ever got. He's the highest recruited re- uh, receiver. Like anything high you want to put right next to him, uh, you've got it. You've had him compared to guys like Garrett Wilson in the NFL who made an incredible catch on uh, Monday Night Football. Um, you've had him people saying, I've never seen a receiver like this in high school football. Like I've never covered a guy like this. 
potential through the roof. And now he is officially a Red Raider. You beat out Texas. You beat out Texas A&M for, uh, for him to come play here. Dustin, uh, how you feel about the Micah Hudson commit, which was much, much needed news on Monday? I'm very surprised because Texas Tech, we don't get nice things like this. Yeah. <laughs> Especially, like, I didn't buy into the hype of him when he was here just because I was tampering my expectations and not hoping to not get let down so hard whenever another decision would come. But it didn't, and he yeah. never wavered, and that's very good to hear. But, yeah, you just mentioned every – I mean <clears> – <throat> God, my eyes light up just seeing all the stats and the highlights and the this and the that. It's like, yeah, you just mentioned it. Garrett Wilson is a comp. Like, he's a top ten player in the nation, the number one receiver, the best Texas Tech recruit ever. We've never even had a five-star. The best Texas wide receiving recruit ever, like, out of the state of Texas. (laughs) Like, Five star plus is what on three has. I mean, I don't even know if, that there was a plus to it. I give him a six either. star then. <laughs> yeah, just give him. Yeah, just give him a six star. Yeah, apparently he just he loved the relationships he made with the yeah. coaching staff and Juice and Kitley and uh, McGuire, and that's what you know kept him here basically. Because from what I've heard today, like he was Texas Tech all the way and. That never wavered. I mean, he's made lots of visits here, apparently. Yeah. Someone that we don't even know of. Like, he was here this last weekend. He made an official visit earlier this year. He made an unofficial visit. He's been here at least three times this year that we know of. I've heard he's been to Lubbock, like, oh, double-digit times. Like That's just great. Come to, just come <laughs> hang out and stuff. So Yeah, that's great. Uh, I saw, you know, I like to look at the recruiting stuff and see what happens. That move alone – Moved us from 28th to 21st in the 2024 rankings. One dude that has five stars and a top 10 moved us up seven whole ass spots. <laughs> and we're now first in the Big 12. So like, that's incredible That how much weight that he holds, man. Yeah. It, it's just crazy for Tech to get a recruit like this. Like, that can't be understated. And, and you got to give props to Joey and the staff because right. this is a hard target, and they worked at it, worked at it, worked at it. And those relationships, those real relationships that we like to talk about uh, paid off. And, and he's been true to his word ever since. You know, people talk yeah. shit to him on Twitter, and he responds with, like, it's not about he's like, oh, you're going to go to 0-2. He's like, it's never been about the wins or losses for me at Texas Tech. He's like, I want to go be a part of like a change. And like he's 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 super fun to follow on Twitter because he's like not going to back down. And you're going to talk shit. He's going to like let you know. And he does so in great, fantastic yeah. ways. Yeah, hold on. Let's tangent there real quick because that was the last thing I had written down was I love the UT fans that started crying yesterday and today on Twitter. And then my cousin starts replying to him. Yeah. <laughs> like, he is a part of tech Twitter like no other. He knows how to bring it. It's like, yeah. that's amazing. And yeah, he's calling he defends, people out. He's of like, defended nah, Lubbock. He's like, oh, you must have never been to Lubbock. Like, no, he, never he, been. he's been one. authentic from the start. And that's why, like, in the past, I would have been pretty nervous. Like, oh, man, we got him, but we're going to lose him. But he seems pretty firm in this commitment. He went went on a radio show and was saying, you know, I'm loyal. I, I, I make, I'm a loyal guy. 
And so why would I leave? You know, why would I, why would I change that? Why would I do that if I want other people to treat me loyally, you know? And so uh, I felt pretty good about him being in a Red Raider uniform next year. That, that made me feel a lot better. I had already written my notes down, but that was the other thing I wrote down was, can you hold on to him till December and signing day? Yeah. And I get, and I texted in our group yesterday, but I get that he's loyal and says that now, but like, the recruiting process doesn't stop just because he yeah. commits to us. Like Texas and Alabama and Georgia and Ohio State and AM, they're gonna keep texting him and calling him. Like we gotta just fight him off for another four months, you know, and get that signing day and get him here. Yeah. Yeah, it'll still be a battle, but I feel pretty good about right. it. Uh he he's he's doubled down on just about everything, Texas Tech. Um and, and he's and posting seems- like you know, some of the back to the UT stuff, like Baron Morton and Will Hammond stats and highlights and stuff saying we don't have a quarterback. And he's like, oh, no, they do. And, and apparently, like, you know, from what I've seen, I think Chris Level was saying he was like Baron was a very big part of of this. Yeah. Knowing that Baron is it's Baron's show next year. Like that's basically yeah. been spelled out to Baron like knows Baron he'll be a lot then, better and, if, yeah. as a quarterback if he has a Micah Hudson to throw to. Yeah. Yeah, that is that is for sure. And so you've got Barron and then you got Will Hammond in line, but Will Hammond is not coming on campus, I think, to be the starter next year. I think it is right, Barron, right, right. then Will Hammond down the road. But yeah, so Barron was a big part of this. The coaching staff, Juice, um, all those guys, uh, congrats to them. This is a huge, a huge piece, a huge pickup, and we cannot wait to see Micah Hudson in a Red Raider uniform. It's going to be electric. But really like what does this mean for you to get a guy like this? Because a lot of it, uh, what I've kind of heard is he was waiting to announce his commitment until it was going to help with future classes. So what do you think this means? Yeah, that's exactly what it means is it opens the door. I mean, he's a Texas guy, so that helps you a little more there, but Joey's been recruiting Texas so damn hard, but you've been hitting on a few four stars and creaking that door open. But now you've kind of like kicked the whole door down with a, the biggest five-star in the, in the state. Yeah. And he's going to want to play with him and dudes are going to want to play with him. And so like, that's what I always like about recruiting is once you get one of these big guys, who's he bringing with What's him? next? Yeah. Like yeah. who's he talking to back home against the rival on his seven on seven team? Like who's he recruiting to come here next? Yep. to be with him, to play on defense with him. Like that's, what's the good thing is you've opened the door to start getting more of those. And that's just, man, the the opportunities that can give you, it's, it's endless, honestly. Yeah. That's what I love about this one is like, well, like everything I've seen about this dude, he seems like a completely real and authentic person. He, he's gone. He's like, it's never been about the money for me. Um, you know, when a lot of people are like, why are you chasing that bag and love it? He's like, bro, it's not about the money. It's about the relationships. He's been very authentic with how he's approached this whole thing with how he's done everything. Uh, and I think like from what I know and I don't know him personally, but he seems like a great guy, a guy that people want to follow and a guy that people are going to want to play with and talented people are going to want to play with. And if, yeah, if you can bring him in, uh, I, I'm very curious to see what happens over the next several months in recruiting and kind of like what offers we're seeing and what guys we're getting on campus and kind of how this opens the door for other recruits, like you said. 
Yeah, and like that's the thing, like this twenty twenty-three or twenty-four, I guess twenty-four class is what it is, is pretty much done. Yeah. There's not room or very, very little room left. And so it'll be for future classes 25 25 yeah it'll be that 25 class that i'm i'll be really really watching is is kind of see what unfolds there and then portal wise like if you could turn that into cracking into like top 15 in their recruiting ranking that would be really huge yeah agreed agreed but we're excited it was some much needed news as we said on monday after what's been a pretty sad start to the season uh, to get that <laughs> on a Monday was very great. So thank you, Micah, for finally announcing. Uh, I think both of us felt pretty comfortable with that, but it was still waiting. It was still waiting. And uh, so now we know he's officially a Red Raider. And so now we move on to Tarleton State, and we hope that the Red Raiders can pull off a W this weekend, get on the winner's side, add a W to the column, and get on to Big 12 play. And we'll be back uh, next week to – recap that and get ready for West Virginia. Uh, But that's everything we have for you. Texas tech related this week. Dustin, you have a final shot for us before we get out of here. I was going to mention the Cowboys first win was a pretty badass win 40 to zero against the giants on Sunday night football. And if you had them as your fantasy defense, like I did, yeah, you're... they scored the most points in the, in the whole league. Wow, <laughs> definitely won me the game. So thanks, Cowboys defense. I was very vocal during that first half when they just kept getting picks and pick sixes and block block this for a touchdown. And oh, another sack! Another sack! Another uh, sack! Yeah. So <laughs> I had the Jets defense, so uh, I was doing pretty good last night. They had, what, three turnovers and a punt return for yeah. a touchdown. So they, they but I actually wanted the Cowboys defense going into my draft because yeah. I was like, they're going to be good. And I wanted an NFC good defense because the NFC is yeah. not as Now they get the powered. Jets next week. <laughs> Zach Wilson. Yeah, they're going to get Zach Wilson. <laughs> they're going to give Zach Wilson a damn wedgie. Dude, that's my <laughs> final shot for this week. Aaron Rodgers. Hard knocks, the Jets, all that hype, all that buildup. Four plays. Four plays. Four plays. Achilles gone, and now back to Zach Wilson, who's terrible and terrifying because I'm a Garrett Wilson fantasy owner, and now I'm like, well, Mm, shoot. Well, hey, he had a badass catch last night. He had a badass catch, but I needed that catch to get the win, luckily. Yeah, the rest of the season is up in the air for sure. Yeah, I wonder what that Garrett does Wilson to just about every Jets player because now they're just going to load the box for Brees and Dalvin. And, and uh, Brees was still pretty good yesterday. Yeah. Um, but Zach Wilson is awful. Yeah, that awful sucks. Quarterback. <laughs> so that's funny. But yeah, that's kind for of the Jets. Like you get an yeah. MVP top quarterback, the best quarterback you probably ever have had. And so much hype. It's on national TV, and then it lasts four plays, and it's over, and you're back to the guy you hated last year. His highlight reel for the Jets is literally him, like, running out on the field with the, the American flag. Yeah, that was a sick run out. That's it. Sick run out. That's crazy. That could only happen to the Jets, I swear. I swear that could only happen to the Jets, but it does. Other uh, NFL week one, it was, you know, this is a weird week one, I thought, you know, besides – Yep. Like the Cowboys destroying the Giants. Like all the games are pretty. The, the Dolphins Chargers game was fun. 
Uh, but a lot of those early games I thought were pretty bad. They're, you know, the Bengals sucked. The Eagles were not the, you know, Super Bowl looking offense. Lamar Jackson and the Ravens offense was garbage. Um, yeah, it's a lot different. A lot of, once it's a real, real game, yeah. full speed, full length, not this preseason stuff. Yeah, and now the shortened three game preseason, like you know, Joe Burrow hadn't played yet, so he, you know, Lamar. Did you know he's played, never so played a preseason or in a training camp in his whole career? It's not because, that like, shocking year, because his like rookie year was COVID. His next year, he had some injury. Last year, he had the appendectomy. This year, he had the calf injury, <laughs> and he always yeah, starts off terrible. And we wonder, we, you shouldn't wonder why. Yeah, they started off 0-2 last year, um, you know, so that it shouldn't be that shocking. But I was thankful for it because I was going up against him and Jamar Chase in one league, and luckily because of their poor performance, I was able to to win that game. But, yeah, NFL is off and running. A lot of injuries already. J.K. Dobbins and Achilles. Oh, oh poor guy. I feel bad for him. Just dude can't catch a break. Um, also had him rostered in two leagues so that – Oh, that's why I stayed away from him. Um, but yeah, NFL is off and running. So now we've got, you know, Thursday night football. We got Saturdays. We got Sundays. We got Monday nights. It's a great time of year. Uh, and so, yeah, NFL's back. College football is getting going. And so uh, we'll be here to discuss, you know, all things Texas Tech moving forward with a little bit of NFL tidbits, probably in our final shots moving forward. No shot bets for you this week. We're not going to pick whatever spread. I don't even think they will do. There's not one because they're so. not the same level. So we're going to skip that this week, and we'll be back next week with some shot bets for you. We'll do a double dose next week with West Virginia and an NFL game. But that will do it for us this week here at Tailgate Talks. Make sure you are following us. Follow us on Apple. Follow us on Spotify to catch everything we're doing this football season. Get all our breakdowns and previews and make sure you're giving us the five stars, five stars for the tailgate. If you listen to us on Apple, we always appreciate those reviews. Also follow our social media accounts. We are on Twitter at tailgate underscore talks. It's where we do most of our posting and interacting. So follow us there. We do have Facebook and Instagram and we also have a YouTube channel. Give that a follow. We post our recaps, our quick little recaps and our prediction videos there so you can catch those on the YouTube channel. Thank you for hanging out with us this week, recapping Oregon, talking Tarleton State, welcoming Micah Hudson. Uh, we hope you have a great week. Enjoy the Tech versus Tarleton State game. Hopefully we get that dub. And as always, we will catch you on at the next update. Peace.